Will you join me as we pray together? Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the sounds of these beautiful babies and thank you for the observance of baptism today. We pray your blessings on this service as we worship you in spirit and in truth. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Good morning. I'd like to welcome you here. What a great day it is to be in the house of the Lord. There's a lot of love in this place, a lot of laughter, a lot of life, and we are so grateful to begin this Mother's Day service with Believer's Baptism. I'm so thankful today for this fine young man, Parker Rowe, who comes to be baptized. <coughs> It was my joy this past Thursday to meet with Parker and his mom and dad and sister and talk about what it means to be a follower of Christ. And I'm so grateful that last Saturday night that Parker with his parents prayed to receive Jesus into his heart as his Lord and Savior. Parker, we're so very proud of you. The greatest decision any of us could ever make. Parker, I ask you, is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Then upon your profession of faith in him, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. May we pray together. God, we're so grateful for Parker's decision. May this be the very first step in living a long life for Jesus. Bless his family, bless friends that have come to support him. And Father, I pray if there are others here today who have never accepted you into their hearts, that they might come to know you even now, and they too would follow through believers' baptism. We love you, we praise you, and we have already committed this service to you. In the strong name of Jesus, amen. We're so glad you joined us for worship today. Thank you for being here. We have a lot of guests, and we welcome you, and we thank you for coming and supporting your families as we dedicate these beautiful uh, children today. And we pray that all of you here feel God's presence as we worship him today. For those of you who are guests, we have a gift for you out on the Welcome Center. If you want to pick one up as you leave today, there's some information in there about the church and the gift is inside. We'd love for you to have that. But we welcome you and we welcome all of those who have joined us by live stream today and pray also that you feel the presence of the Lord today as we worship him in spirit and in truth. Why don't you take a minute to say hello to those around you and then we'll join in singing Shine, Jesus Shine.
Now you join as we sing together.
thank you, and you may be seated. And as Mary's coming and uh, Todd to share this special time of baby dedication, let me remind you that after the service today, the baby bottles are outside the doors for you to pick up. We do this every year. Uh, we pick them up on Mother's Day, fill them up with change, whatever you want to put in the bottles and bring them back on Father's Day to support avenues of of uh, women, avenues for women. Uh, what a beautiful day to do that as we're dedicating all these babies. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Mary Rainwater and I am the Children's Director here at Forks. We are so excited that we get to share this morning in our baby dedication. Psalm 127.3 says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. And I am just so grateful to be a part of a church that values and invests in our children the way that Forks does. We have so many wonderful children who come each week and we, they are taught and cared for by a fantastic group of faithful, dedicated and talented volunteers. Um, parents, as a, as a children's ministry and as a church family, we are so proud to stand beside you this morning as you thank the Lord for the gift of your children and dedicate them to the Lord. As parents, we have the God-given gift and responsibility of discipling our children. It's a joy and a privilege and an amazing opportunity that we have as parents to share the great treasure of Christ with our children and to guide them towards Christ. A verse that we've used quite often in the children's ministry this year is Matthew 5:16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Parents, I encourage you to apply this to your to this verse to yourselves and your home. Let your lights shine before your children as you tell them about the great love the Lord has for them and as you read the Bible with them and pray with them. Let your light shine before your children as you regularly bring them to church next week and the week after that and the week after that. So you show them that being part of a body of Christ that worships together is important. Let your light shine before your children and your family when your family experiences joy and has things to celebrate and you give praise and thanks to God for his goodness. And let your light shine before your children when your family faces difficulties and you join with your children to pray and ask God to sustain and comfort you. It matters that you are here this morning committing your children to the Lord, and it matters that you continue to point your child to Christ. It is an eternal blessing when they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And please know that if your light should start to go dim, <laughs> um, our church family wants to walk beside you and help recharge your batteries. As a congregation, we're going to make a commitment today, too, that we will pray for and support these families as they seek to raise their children in accordance with God's plans and purposes. In fact, each child who is being dedicated today received a gift from our church, which included a prayer shawl that was handcrafted by our prayer shawl ministry. Um, your children were prayed for by name as these prayer shawls were selected and crocheted for them. And we pray that it will serve as a reminder of the love that God has for your children and also the love that your Forks family has for you and your children. Parents, we are so honored to have you stand before the Lord and dedicate your children here at Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. It is one of the highest privileges that we could partner with you in this. 
Um, we celebrate that we have 25 children being dedicated this morning. We haven't been able to have a baby dedication since before COVID. And so we have a, a fun variety of ages that are going to be participating this morning as well. We wanted to make it open so that anyone who wanted to could participate. Um, parents, as I read the name of your child, I invite you to come forward. If you'll come around and come up these steps, you can stop and Pastor Todd will greet you. And we have our faithful Stacy Hiles who's gonna take a picture for you. And then we'll just spread out on the stage. It is gonna be loud and, and um, active and fun and amazing for us to watch. It really is a privilege for us to get to have you up here. Um, and I also encourage all of you to look up on the screens as we name each of the children um, for some additional information about them and a sweet little picture. Keegan Andrew Sands. Oh crap, I did it wrong. Lucy James Adams. Charlie G. Bibb, Jeffrey Kyle Bibb, and Savannah J. Bibb. I love it. He's wearing his prayer shawl. Ava Kate Colley. Aiden J. Egemeyer and Carson P. Egemeyer. Unfortunately, the Egemeyers have had some illness in their family, and so they were unable to participate in person, but we're thankful that they're still participating virtually and making this commitment to the Lord with us in that way. Cassandra Lynn Holland and Colton Paul Holland.
Abram R. Jones. Liam Parker. <laughs> Blakely K. Pettis. Declan Zoe Route and Cannon Blaine Route. Brody Sender. Lillian Jean Sipes and Nathaniel James Sipes. Gillum H. Todd. Carter J. Webb and Colin D. Webb. Randall Wired. 
Charles Thomas Wired. Liam David Wolf. Raya Taylor Witt. Guys, we are so happy for you, and we rejoice and celebrate with you on this special day. And if it be your intention to present this child to the Lord and to pledge yourself to bring him her, or her up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, please answer, we do, to the following promises. Do you here this day recognize this child as the gift of God and give heartfelt thanks for God's blessings? Do you here this day dedicate this child to the Lord who gave him or her? Do you here this day pledge as parents that you will bring this child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Do you here this day promise to give this child every possible benefit of home, of school, and of the church? Do you hear this day ask God's blessings upon his or her life to guide, guard, and direct him or her through all of his or her years? Amen. Now I'm going to invite you, the congregation, to stand with me, and I have a challenge for you as well. Congregation, do you hear this day commit to love, support, and pray for these children and their parents as they grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. May we pray together. God, thank you for this glorious day. We celebrate, Father, all of these beautiful children. They are gifts from you. We celebrate that their mom and dad cared enough to want to dedicate them to you on this Mother's Day. Would you bless these children all the days of their lives? Would they one day grow to know you personally as their Lord and Savior? Give wisdom and discernment and guidance to these parents. Bless, Father, 
these children with the hedge of protection around their lives. And Father, bless grandparents and uncles and aunts and other family members are here that they too may always be supportive and show their love. But God, we commit and dedicate all these beautiful children to you, giving you praise and glory both now and forevermore. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's show our love once again for these beautiful children. All right, guys, if y'all don't mind, you can be making your way down. And if some of y'all want to come down this way, that's fine too. Either side is great. What a beautiful day it is, and happy Mother's Day to everybody. Why don't you, I'm going to ask you to stand again and join as we join in worship together from the inside out. Stand.
Bank. You may be seated. Thank you all for leading so beautifully. What a great day this is. Aren't you all glad to be in God's house today? This is a great day. And we welcome you. We welcome those of you who were not able to be here in person but are worshiping with us virtually. We are so thankful that you have joined us on this very special day. Uh, at this time, we can't go any further without saying a special thank you to all of our moms who are here today. I'm going to invite all of our mothers to stand right now. And let us show our love and appreciation to you. Would all of our moms in the house stand? right now moms I want you to know we love you all and words cannot express our appreciation for everything that you have done for us that you continue to do for us and the example that you have set for your children. Thank you so much. Bless you on this special day. This is also a time every week that we can come to this altar and pray. We believe in the power of prayer. I guarantee you in a group this large, there are people who are hurting, people battling depression or anxiety or addiction. Some of you are here and you've been battling the same sin for many years and you've never been able to get over the hump and get through whatever it is that the devil is using to bring you down, to cause your life grief, to cause division in your family. And I pray today that God would set you free and that you would have new life and new hope and experience a supernatural strength and grace and power that comes from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if you're in this place, we invite you to come to this altar where you can kneel, you can stand, you can pray for yourself, a family member, a friend. For those of you watching, wherever you're worshiping today can be your altar. But if you feel led by the Holy Spirit to come pray, I invite you to come join me as we lift up our prayers together. Would you come pray with me today? we pray. Oh God, we can't begin to thank you enough for your presence in this place. Father, to be able to begin this service with believers' baptism, we know the angels are singing and dancing and rejoicing in heaven over Parker's decision to make you his Lord and Savior. Bless, oh God, his family as he grows in his newfound faith. Father, thank you for these 25 beautiful gifts from you. We pray that they all would grow to know you as their Lord and Savior, and they might always live a life that's glorifying to you. Bless their parents with wisdom and strength and truth as they teach them, God, the importance 
of a relationship and faith in Jesus Christ. Bless their families as they support them and help them because we know it takes a village to raise a child. Bless them, God, in a mighty way. Father, bless these that have gathered at the altar, others praying from their seats, people praying from home or wherever they may be. God, I know people are hurting today. People are struggling. Father, we pray that you would bring healing and comfort. I pray for Doris Lay and the Clark family and the loss of Charlie that they might feel your love and your comfort and your strength. Father, we pray for others who are recovering from surgeries, facing surgeries this week. We believe you are the great healer and the great physician. Heal them, God, if it be your will, that you would be glorified in and through it. Father, we pray for others that are battling anxiety and depression. Father, we pray that they would not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, they would present their requests to you and the peace of God that passes all understanding would guard their heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Bless them, God, we pray. Father, there's some people battling addiction today. Set the captive free. May their lives not be a statistic, but a success story. And bless them and deliver them and draw them closer to you. Father, we pray for folks that are here battling sin and temptation. We know that even you, Lord, were tempted. We know it's not a sin to be tempted, but when we yield to, when we give in to, then sin is born. I pray, oh God, that you would put a hedge of protection around each person here or those worshiping online. And Father, that you would deliver us from those plaguing sins that keep tripping us up. Father, I pray today a special prayer that if there are any folks here that have never placed their faith and trust in you, that today might be the day of salvation for some, for many, that they might confess their sin, ask for forgiveness, invite you to come into their heart to be their Lord and Savior. May this be the day of salvation. Father, we pray a special blessing for all of our mothers. We are so grateful for their legacy of love and truth and kindness and compassion and faith that they have shown their children. Father, bless all of our moms and those mothers who have gone on to be with you. We thank you for them. Bless their families. Continue to bless this church that we might always be a lighthouse on this hill, shining the light and love of Jesus Christ. Continue to move down this service. Continue to bless the instrumentalists, the musicians, singers. Father, bless your word and your servant and speak to us that we would be transformed to be more like Jesus in whose strong and holy and powerful name we pray. Amen.
Amen. This morning, if you have your Bible, would you turn with me to Mark chapter 10? And after we read our scripture, grateful that our choir and instrumentalists are here to lead us. Thank you all for being here today. And we hear you prayerfully after the reading of God's word. Begin with verse 13, Mark chapter 10. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord, and blessed be the name of the Lord.
Thank you, Bill and Choir, for leading so beautifully. And again, thank you for being here today. Before I begin the message, I always like to share a little humor, something on the light side to get you prepared. Maybe you uh, remember hearing these were some lessons that were taught by a mother. What my mother taught me, maybe you can relate. My mother taught me religion. You'd better pray that that will come out of the carpet. My mother taught me time travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. My mother taught me foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. My mother taught me irony. Keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about. My mother taught me about contortionism. Well, you look at that dirt on the back of your neck. My mother taught me about weather. This room of yours looked as if a tornado went through it. My mother taught me about envy. There are millions of less fortunate children in this world who don't have wonderful parents like you do. My mother taught me about anticipation. Just wait until we get home. My mother taught me about receiving. You're going to get it when you get home. My mother taught me humor. When that lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. My mother taught me wisdom. When you get to be my age, you'll understand. And lastly, my mother taught me about justice. One day, you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. <laughs> oh, my. We can all relate, can't we? I wonder if we were to poll the audience or the congregation and ask moms and dads how many miles you have driven and hours that you have spent taking your children to ball practice, to ball games, to tournaments, to camps, uh, to matches, to meets, to band concerts, to piano lessons, to dance recitals, to doctor's appointments, to dentist appointments, to sleepovers, to overnight stays, to uh, the hours spending helping with homework, I wonder how many miles and hours that you have given to your children investing in their lives in these ways. I just wonder, it'd be unfathomable, wouldn't it, to know how many hours and how many miles. Why have we done this, and parents that have little bitties, you'll do it too. Why have we done this for our children? Because we love them. We want to give our children the best possible opportunity to succeed and to be successful, to be happy, and to help them find out what their purpose is in this world. That's why we do that, isn't it? We do that because we love them and we want the very best for them. In our scripture reading today, we see parents bringing their little children to Jesus to have him touch them. 
Now, understand, during this time, it was custom for Jewish mothers to want to have their child around the age of one to be blessed by a distinguished rabbi. And so it was at this time that these Jewish moms and parents were bringing their little children to have Jesus to touch them or to bless them. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, how can we as parents or grandparents or loved ones, how can we best bless and touch our children or our grandchildren or our loved ones? I think the first and greatest thing we can do for our children and for our grandchildren or loved ones is by bringing them to Jesus. That is the greatest thing that we could ever do for our children or grandchildren is bring them to Jesus. And our scripture passage, beginning in verse 13, it said that, that people were bringing their little children to Jesus. Can, can you picture this? Can you picture a line of moms and, and maybe some dads with their children uh, and here these folks were jockeying for position and they were pushing and shoving and babies screaming and squirming and squalling and, and here they are trying to, to get in line to have their child blessed by Jesus. You know what it reminds me of? You, have you ever been to the mall at Christmas time when the lines have formed to see Santa Claus? Do, do you remember how people are jockeying, trying to, is this line going faster than this line? And people are jockeying for position and hoping to get, it reminds me of being in Disney World. A few years ago, we took our children to see Mickey or Minnie or one of the Disney channels. I mean, people are ready to come to blows if somebody gets in front of them before they can see Mickey Mouse. I remember when our son Isaiah was really young, we went to wait in line so he could have Jedi training. <laughs> Do y'all remember that? Where you could get Jedi training so they could fight Darth Vader. I mean, people were there waiting. I was waiting out. Kelly said, I'm going to take Isaiah and Soap. We're going to ride some rides if you'll sit here in line. So I stood in that line for hours while they were enjoying their day in the park just so my son could fight Darth Vader with his lightsaber. And, but you know, the things we do for love, the things we'll do for our children. But I have to tell you, the greatest thing, I will repeat it, that you or I could ever do for our children, for our grandchildren, is to bring them to Jesus Christ. That is the great, because that's the only thing that will last. How do we bring them to Jesus? Well, preferably, we have come to Jesus first. Hopefully, we have a personal relationship with him, and we will teach them the importance of faith in Christ. You know what? If your children, they're younger than 16, they can't drive themselves to church. They need mom and dad to bring them to church. You must teach them from God's word and pray with them and instruct them on the truths that will last for eternity. We do, as Mary said, have that responsibility. 
And so we must do everything in our power to bring them to Jesus. You know, we just finished a class here at church called Praying the Scriptures for Your Children. It was a book written by best-selling Christian author and speaker Jody Burnt. And in this book, she polled or surveyed over a hundred mothers and asked these moms what the most important thing that they would want for their children. And these hundred moms plus sent in their request or what they thought was most important, what they wanted God to do for their children. And you know what the number one thing that over a hundred moms said, and, and Jody Burnt said she took their responses, which formed the table of contents for this book, which moms and dads have just had your babies dedicated. This is in your gift bag because it's such a wonderful book. But you know what the number one thing these mothers said they wanted for their children? They prayed for their salvation. They prayed that their children might come to know Jesus Christ personally. And then Jody Burnt gave a beautiful testimonial from a friend, and I'd like to share it with you. On the survey, I also included space for folks to comment on the topics or add their own thoughts. My friend Troy Lee shared this story of how God answered her prayers for her children. Before each of my children were born, I prayed that they would be first a Christian and second healthy. I prayed that as long as we would be allowed to enjoy our children on earth, it would be long enough for them to accept Christ as their Savior. In other words, please let them live to be saved, however old or however young. This prayer has been answered for two of my children so far, but very significantly in Abner the Fourth's life. You may know that he died at age seven and a half. Seven months prior to his unexpected death, Abner prayed with his father to accept Christ and was baptized the next week. God let him live long enough to be saved. This is even more interesting as we found out exactly what Abner died of. It took nine weeks to determine and cardiofibroelastosis is very rare. We were told that Abner's case would be published in a medical journal because in the last 40 years, only two other people in the world had ever lived past age one with this condition. And I keep thinking, God let him live long enough to be saved. Praise him. Isn't this an amazing story where others might see only pain and loss? Troy Lee recognized the hand of God and the answer to her prayers. But you may ask, shouldn't she have asked God to make her children healthy no matter what? And if she had, would she have been spared the anguish of losing a child? I can't answer these questions, but I know that in placing her children's salvation at the top of her prayer list and in praying for them even before they were born, Troy Lee demonstrated an incredible maturity and depth of insight. She recognized what so many of us miss, that a relationship with the Savior is the 
is more important than anything else. A child can be blessed with a healthy body, good grades, an outstanding character, a wealth of friends, and an athletic scholarship to the college of his or her choice, but without a relationship with Jesus, it all counts for nothing. Isn't that true? Without Jesus Christ. The way we can touch and bless our children today is by bringing them to Jesus. Do whatever it takes to bring them to Jesus. As I've shared on many occasions, Kaz McCaslin, who was the founder of Upward Sports, who wanted to teach children through the arena of sports uh, skills, but also he taught them the importance of Christian principles and integrity. Kaz McCaslin said, it is a race to your children's hearts and whoever gets there first wins. Let's pray that Jesus gets there first before anyone or anything else. We bless them by bringing them to Jesus. Secondly, we bless them by bathing them in prayer. We know that people were bringing their little children, and, and really the verb tense that Mark used is continuously bringing. They were continuing to bring their children. And Jesus, it said, placed his hands on them. If you look at Matthew's account, Matthew 19, 13, it said, and he prayed for them. So placing his hand on them was conferring blessing, and he was praying for them. Outside of bringing them to Jesus, the greatest thing we can do, parents and grandparents, is to bathe our children in prayer. When I say bathe them in prayer, I mean, I'm talking about when you're giving your baby a bath, pray for them while you're bathing them. Pray for them while you're changing their diaper. Pray for them while you're feeding them. Pray for them when you're playing with them. Pray, pray for them in every area of their lives. That's blessing them, praying over them. And we know that we are to pray for our children. In Colossians 4, 2, it says we are to devote ourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So we're to pray. We pray for their salvation. We pray for their health and safety, a hedge of protection. We pray that they might know what God's purpose is for life. We pray that God would bless them when they get married one day with a Christian husband or a Christian wife. We pray that they might be kind and loving to all people, that they might be uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. We pray for God to guide them in every area of their lives. You know, I'm so grateful that my mom and my dad prayed and dedicated my three older brothers and me to the Lord even before we were born. And my wife Kelly and I did the same thing for our children. We prayed that even before they were born, that they would all come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I'm so grateful that all three of my children have made that commitment. They've asked Jesus Christ into their heart to be their Lord and Savior, and they've been baptized. That's the greatest blessing and the greatest peace I have that when I'm gone from this old earth, 
I'm going to see my children again in heaven one day. What a day that will be. And I pray that you would pray that too over your children. Praying God's blessings. Praying for them on a daily basis. They need prayer. Let me tell you, the world is rough. It's a lot harder today than it was when you or I were young. They face with a lot of challenges that we didn't have to face. And let's pray for them, bathe them in continuous prayer. I have to tell you, many years ago, and I, I was already, I was already a, an adult, but I remember going through a rough season in my life, and, and I was heartbroken. You know, I even pray to this day. I, I've told you, I, I pray in the morning, you know, when Paul says, to pray without ceasing in, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, or uh, pray continuously. I'm praying all throughout the day. I'll start the day with it. I'll pray maybe in the shower. I'll pray when I get to my office and do my devotion. I'll pray certainly through the periods of the day. I jog and I pray when I'm running. And I, I'm just praying constantly. And I pray that my children's hearts would be protected from being broken unless they had a heart that was broken for the lost and for Jesus Christ. And as I remember many years ago, I was a young man, my heart was broken. That's one of the worst pains, isn't it, to have a broken heart. Maybe some of y'all never had a broken heart. I don't recommend it for anybody, unless it is for the Lord and for the lost. But I had a broken heart, and I was down, depressed, and, you know, and woe is me, and, it, you know, I was having a, a pity party, and no one else was invited. It was my party, and I would cry if I want to, cry if I want to. You would cry too if it had, anyway. <laughs> and I remember as I was so sad that I went by and I found a prayer that my mom didn't even know that my mom had written for me. And when I read my mom's prayer, Praying for me, I, I beseech you, O oh Lord, I cry out to you on behalf of my son, Todd. Heal his broken heart. May he know how loved he is by his family and by you, Lord. Mend his broken heart. Bring that special someone into I'm thanking you in advance for bringing love into his heart. And his she didn't even know I found that prayer. And I read it, and I have to tell you, I was touched. It broke my heart even more, but in a joyful way as I praised God that I had a Christian mother that loved me enough to pray for me. You know what, moms and dads, they're always our babies no matter how old they get. And we always want what's best for them. And one of the greatest things we can do for our children is to bring them to Jesus and to bathe them in prayer. But then lastly, by modeling Jesus for them. By modeling Jesus for them. When these parents were in line to bring these little children to Jesus, the disciples rebuked them. I, I don't want to pick on the disciples. They were a good group of guys. Let's give them a break here because... They were just trying to protect Jesus. They loved him so much. He had been telling them about what was going to happen, that he was going to be handed over to the 
the teachers of the law and religious leaders, and he was going to be beaten and he was going to be crucified. They knew. You know what makes this story so beautiful and so interesting? That when Jesus took the time to bless these children, no doubt laughing with children were drawn to Jesus. He had to have a good sense of humor. Children don't want to be around some mean spirit or somebody, get off me, get rid of these kids. No, get off me, you're a nuisance. Jesus was what, did you know when Jesus was touching and blessing these children, he was on his way to the cross. He took the time to bless and pray for these beautiful children when he was walking in the shadow of the cross and his mind was heavy and his heart was heavy for what was ahead. But yet the disciples were just, they loved Jesus and out of love and respect, they were like, he doesn't need to be bothered with all these screaming and yelping kids. You know, he, they meant well. We have a lot of people that have good intentions, don't we, that try to give us advice. Good intentions. Sometimes it can go in one ear and out the other. But they meant well. These disciples meant well. But then in verse 14, when Jesus saw this, when they were rebuking these parents and children, like, don't bother him, they were just, again, out of love and protection. Jesus became indignant. That's as close to him having a righteous anger when we saw him clearing out the money changers from the temple. This is as close as we see him again with the godly anger. He became indignant. And he said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For theirs is the kingdom of God. And, and if anyone, in verse 15, will not receive the kingdom of God like these little children, they will not enter in it. And then he, verse 16, took the children in his arms and he touched them and he blessed them. That's a beautiful picture, isn't it, of Jesus. There have been paintings. You might see it sometimes in a children's hospital or, or in a nursery or in a church with Jesus, with little children gathered around him. They came flocking to him, and Jesus held on to it. We are to model Jesus in the way we love our children, and we show them God's truth. We are to set them an example. And I remember another instance in Matthew chapter 18, 2 and 3, when one of Jesus' disciples said, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And remember, Jesus took a little child and stood him beside him, and he said, unless you change and become like this little child, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. What did he mean, change and become like a little child? A child is unpretentious. They're trusting. They're humble. They're genuine, a little child. And he said, unless you change... If you're so full of yourself, you won't have room for Jesus and the Holy Spirit inside of you. But if you come with trusting, unpretentious heart, believing heart, then you will enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus tried to model for his disciples when he washed their feet in John chapter 13. 
And he said, I've done this in verse 15 to set you an example so that you may do what I have done for you. What he was talking about was humility and having a servant's heart and spirit. And that's the kind of heart we are to have today, moms, dads, Christians, people wanting to know Jesus, to follow his example. I pray today that if you don't know Jesus, that you will give your heart and life fully surrendered to him. Mom and dad, it's going to be hard to bring your child to Christ if you don't know him. Why not today? I've baptized a lot of moms and daughters and dads and sons and brothers and sisters together. I'd be honored to baptize you as a family. Easter Sunday, we had a, a dad and four children to get baptized together. I would be honored for you to model your life after the life of Jesus Christ and give your heart and life fully surrendered. And then in doing so, parents, we set an example for our children to follow. You may not realize it, but your children are sponges and they're watching what you do and how you talk and what the things you say and do. How many of you say, you know, do as I say, not as I do? That, that messes with their minds. We've got to model what we're doing and back it with what we're saying and vice versa. We need to practice what we preach. If we want to be effective in modeling Jesus for our children. I'm going to close with a story, a letter that about four years ago, um, a wonderful lady passed away in this church. And some of y'all will remember uh, Barkley and Twister Garrison. Y'all remember Barkley and Twister Garrison, great folks. And Barkley Garrison passed away about four years ago. It was a year or so after uh, Twister passed away. Wonderful people. And uh, their daughter, Fran Strickler, shared with me a letter that she had written her mother for her mom's birthday and asked me to read it at her mom's funeral. It was a birthday letter. She said, I'd like to close this service out by reading this letter. It, it spoke to me, and I pray that it would speak to you as you think about your mom or those who have tried to model Jesus for you. This is a birthday letter I sent to my mom several years ago. When I thought about getting you a birthday card, I realized there was no card, no gift, that could come close to expressing my feelings for the most wonderful mom in the world. The first gift was my life and what an unbelievable life it has been. God chose for me the most caring, unselfish, funny, patient, and supportive parents. My life has been a long stretch of love and laughter. Mom, you gave me a great sense of humor and the ability to laugh at myself. Where would I be, clutch that I am, had you not given me this gift? You taught me never to take the world too seriously. How many times have I heard you say, this too shall pass? You taught me the golden rule, and you have lived it unfailingly. You taught me we are all of God's children. Prejudice was never in your vocabulary. My first recollection of that happened when I was about four years old. 
we met a black man on the street and I was afraid. You let me know in no uncertain terms the only difference in him and us was the color of his skin. It was a lesson that remains in my heart today. You gave me my faith. By watching your unfailing faith, I learned that no matter what faces us in this life, the Lord is with us. I was taught that I can do, endure all things through Christ who strengthens me. Most of all, you have given me unconditional love all day, every day of my life. You were there for me through good decisions and bad ones. Never once have I ever doubted your love for me. You have truly been the greatest influence in my life. I wish everyone could have had for you, a, I wish everyone could have you for a role model. So these are the gifts you have given me, gifts that have allowed me to live a happy and successful life. So you see, there is no birthday gift big enough or expensive enough to repay you for all you have given me. I love you. May we pray. Father, we pray right now in the stillness of this moment that if there are any moms or dads or men or women or children or youth who have never given their heart and life fully surrendered to Jesus, that this would be the day. This would be the day of salvation for many. Or Lord, maybe there's some Christians here that have gotten off track and they've been modeling the world instead of Jesus. Oh God, I pray that today they might come back home to you. Lord, I pray that these parents who made vows before us and before God would take them seriously. That coming to have their baby dedicated is not the end, but just the beginning of their journey of faith. Because these children depend on their parents to bring them to God's house and to teach them about Jesus. Lord, I pray if there are folks that have been visiting this church and they're looking for a church family, that they might find your love in this place. Oh God, give us the courage, the boldness to make a commitment for you even now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We're going to sing a hymn of commitment or invitation. If you're in this place, we would invite you to come. It would be my privilege and honor to pray with you about your commitment. I'm going to invite you at this time to stand and come as we sing together. Won't you come?
for a moment. We're going to get you all out for those lunches here in just a second. But what a glorious day and a way to end this service. First, I'm going to ask uh, Thomas and Jessica Wolf to come up beside me and their precious baby who was just dedicated. It was my privilege to correspond uh, with Jessica right at the beginning of COVID, I guess. And uh, since then, they've had a baby and, and they've watched services online. But it thrills my heart today that Thomas and Jessica come and Liam, uh, but they come today uh, giving their hearts and lives to, lives to Jesus, making their public profession of faith. Guys, what a beautiful way on your baby's dedication that you all commit your lives to Jesus Christ. We welcome you. Know the angels are singing and dancing and, and rejoicing in heaven. Now I know you want to pledge your love and prayers and support to the Wolf family by letting it be known by saying amen and applause. We welcome you all. So happy you would be seated. Morgan, come up beside me. Uh, Morgan Sykes has been a part of this church for many years. I think started coming as a youth many years ago. Not many, but I mean a few years ago. <laughs> a few years ago. And she's been blessed with so many beautiful children, and she's faithful to bring them each week. And uh, Morgan shared with me that as a child, she was baptized in another denomination, but she comes today as an adult. Uh, making a public profession or faith in Jesus, want to fall through the waters of baptism. Morgan, we celebrate you and with you. And know again, God and the angels are singing and dancing, rejoicing. I know you want to pledge your love and prayers to Morgan on her decision to ask Jesus Christ to be her Lord and Savior. Would you all say amen and applause? Happy for you. And then I'm going to invite Nate and Amber Pettis and their precious girl over here. I'm so grateful for the Pettis family. Uh, they're a family that I believe just moved not too awfully long ago from Harrodsburg. And uh, I was born in Harrodsburg. You all knew you liked me, didn't you, that I was born in <laughs> Harrodsburg. It was because Springfield didn't have a hospital, and so we came to the nearest hospital. It was Harrodsburg anyway. A little bit of my story, but what's the great news is, is that Amber comes to join this church family, and Nate comes making his public profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Nate, as you heard me share with the others, this is the greatest decision any of us could ever make, and uh, I know the angels are rejoicing over your decision, and we do as well. So I know you want to pledge your love and prayers to Nate and the Pettis family and little Blakely here. By letting it be known by saying amen and applause, we welcome you all. Welcome. Welcome to Cedar. What a great day. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Thank you all for allowing the Holy Spirit to be in this place. I know it's a busy day, but guys, would you all mind just for a couple minutes to join me in the back so people can welcome you? I know you got plans, but if, just for a few minutes. And also, Parker, would you join me with your mom and dad, just so people can congratulate Parker for making his public profession and baptism. But I'm going to invite everyone to stand. God bless you. God bless our mothers. We love you, and God loves you. Have an awesome day. 
Bill, lead us in a song, please. children, and may we, Father, love one another in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 